Hello, 360 Talk Radio for Women. This is Dawn Abbott with another episode of Your Life is Not a To-Do List on the Book Tour. I appreciate you listening. And the, the title of my show shares its name with my newly released book, Your Life is Not a To-Do List, Tools for a More Joyful Entrepreneurial Journey. And this book is all about personal and professional development as an entrepreneur, but really for anyone. Um, all of the tools within the book um, are really about personal development and becoming your best self and living your best life. So uh, thank you for listening. And I hope this episode provides some more um, ideas, nuggets, and clarity for you in living more joyfully. This episode is going to um, touch on that time of my life when my husband and I started our business and those couple first decades where it was extremely difficult because we made all the mistakes you could possibly make in entrepreneurship. And um, we didn't know how to run a business. And so we just worked harder and not always smarter. <clears throat> um, and so this is chapter three in the book and it's, it's, titled Taking the Leap. And so um, there's a Dorothy Bernard quote that says, courage is fear that has said its prayers. And I love that. So um, that's sort of that time in my life um, back in 1991, uh, when we first started our business, and then when we left our, our other jobs in 1997 and went full tilt, both were big, fearful moments that contained a lot of prayers to get us through them. Um, but I specifically want to talk about sort of the people around you, right? Um, I, ha I have another show on 360 Talk Radio um, for women on the boardroom, which I can I share much more about my business mistakes. So if you're really wanting to hear about that, I am always open to share them to help you prevent them in, in your business. Um, I also have a, a ebook that you can certainly download that is um, called My Business Blunders that sort of share some of the, the mistakes and the, the, the framework of those mistakes so that you can prevent them yourself. But really what I want to talk about today is, is the, the tool in the book that's about choosing your circle choosing your circle carefully and being careful how you talk to yourself and how you surround yourself with people and how they talk to you, right? So when we started this business, um, first of all, went to a zillion banks and the banks all said, thought we were crazy. You know, here were these kids with no business experience in, in our twenties. Um, and, um, they did not see the value in giving us money to buy a bungee runner, a Velcro wall, or a human bowling. Um, and so went to lots of banks and heard lots of not so much laughter, but it felt like it, right? That of of being laughed at. Like, um, you know, they they didn't have faith in us, right? And told us, gave us lots of, lots of advice. Like, you know, maybe if you were to raise enough capital with friends and family, 
and have X amount, then we would be willing to, you know, do a little bit here and there. But it just, when you're going into this place where you're fearful and the only thing that's creating courage is you hoping and praying, right? The last thing you need is more negative talk, right? From the outside, there's enough self-doubt within you. Um, you know, I, I regularly told myself, who am I to think that I can have a business? I am not college educated. I am not smart enough. I'm not old enough. I'm not, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough, you know, and all of these things. Right. And, and even now, I have to share that I fall into that imposter syndrome on a regular basis, right? It kicks in. And when you think, oh my gosh, am I even good enough to live this life? Am, am I a fraud? Is everyone going to find out that I'm really um, not smart enough and not good enough to be living this life I'm living? So first of all, if you share any of that, know that you're not alone. I'm right there with you in that uh, imposter syndrome place, in that place of negative self-talk. Um, you see that up to 82% of high achieving people face some level of feeling like they're not good enough, even though their achievements prove otherwise, right? Um, it's just perceived as, you know, this self-doubt and personal incompetence despite your experiences and your accomplishments and your education and your certifications and anything else you have, you just feel, um, you just often feel some type of feeling of um, that you're not, that you're not enough. So um, that's the first step, right? Stop talking to yourself that way. You know, like there's the, there's an adage about tell a, um, a girl she's, dumb enough times and she'll believe it even though she just taught herself how to speak Chinese right so um so first of all stop talking to yourself like that you would never let anyone talk to your daughter you would never let anyone talk to your best friends your sister etc um the way you talk to yourself so I invite you to name that person that's talking to you give her another um identity outside of yourself and so you can talk her down when she starts when she starts in and she's she's in the ideal woman and she's picking on you and she's telling you how you're not good enough I want you to say well thanks Betty that's lovely that you're sharing with that with me because you're trying to keep me safe and you're trying to keep me from being my best self and going out there and putting myself out there and risking things but I got this I don't need your help and I don't want to stay safe. So thanks for keeping squashing me down, but I don't need you anymore. Okay. So that's first, the first step. I think when I bring up starting my business, there was lots of those, those little things that people would say, like, you sure, sure you're going to give up a good job for this. I don't know that I ever had a good job before I started my business. You know, they, they, they all provided an income and maybe some benefits, but you know, if, if you, if you sort of dissect that and go, okay, how much do I need to make right to, to replace this income? How many, like, let's say you're a personal trainer and you want to go out on your own. 
how many personal training clients do you need to get to replace your income? Huh, it's really not that much after all, right? So is it really a good job that you're leaving? Um, you'd hear people say things like, um, you know, how long are you going to give this before you, you know, give up and go to plan B? Do you have a plan B, etc.? As Will Smith says, plan Bs distract from plan A's, right? So don't have one. Um, so that's, an, again, an example of those people around you. Be careful around about who you let influence you, who you let in your circle and what they're saying to you. Because here's what those same kind of people said after we started being successful, right? And we had a real business and we had income and we were making more than they did, more than we ever had, things like that. You're going to hear, you're so lucky. It must be great to not have a boss. You guys get to make all the money and other people do the work. Well, first of all, anyone in entrepreneurship knows 100% those statements are false. I think luck is tripping over a winning lottery ticket and that never happened to me. You know, as Ray Kroc, um, the founder of McDonald's said, luck is the dividend of sweat. The more you sweat, the luckier you get. So I, I, was I fortunate? Did I have opportunities? Did I live in America? And did I have a great work ethic? Yes. And those came together to, to help us create the life that we wanted, right? So it wasn't luck. Um, and then that, you know, must be great to not have a boss. Well, we do about 700 events a year and every single one of those clients is our boss. They tell us when to work and what they need done and, and all of those things. Um, and then making all the money and other people doing the work. I can tell you that there was a lot of times where um, we were doing all the work and um, couldn't afford to pay people or had paychecks four of them in my purse because I couldn't cash our paychecks because I needed to make sure other people were paid and things like that. Entrepreneurship is not all glamour. So again, those people that have things to say to you, right, that are saying stuff and putting stuff in your ear, right, are, um, are not helpful. They're not helping you be who you want to be. Um, and so that's when I get down to the, the sort of the tools, um, which is choose your circle of influence widely. So you just have to really watch out for these dream killers and including yourself. Be careful how you talk to yourself. Um, it's in another episode, I talk about limiting beliefs. So kind of go back and, and hear and maybe listen to that. But a lot of times when you're talking negatively to yourself, this can be a huge guide or an indicator of some of your limiting beliefs because some of the things that you're telling yourself you can't do is a product of a belief that you created long ago. And so that can be a good thing to sort of listen to these stories you're telling yourself and listen to these things. Um, and when your thoughts turn negative, remind yourself of, of all that you've accomplished and try to talk to someone who helps you stay positive um, and, um, I'm, I have to often be reminded, um, that if I was again, speaking to anyone else or hearing anyone speak to, to anyone I love, um, the way I speak to myself, 
I would not tolerate it. So don't tolerate yourself um, talking to you like that. So um, here's another quote. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Don Penna. Um, no, Dan Penna. Dan Penna. So you can look him up. He's a pretty incredible man. But um, the idea there is show me the people you're hanging out with and I'll show you what your future looks like. You're the sum total of the 5%, the, the five or 10 people that you spend the most time with. Um, so 95% of your success or failure is the people you habitually associate with. So, um, so that's when, you know, I sort of have used this next tool is, you know, so make a list of all those people that you spend time with, um, write down their names, and then next to each name, write the attributes that you admire most about that person in, in a column. So you have one column with all of the names of these people you spend your time with. The next column over matches to the attributes you really appreciate and you respect about this person. And then in the third column, you're going to list the things that prove more challenging, the things that don't serve you, that you don't admire, you know, those attributes in, in everybody has them, right? Um, so just sort of look, look at those. Then, then take another piece of paper and write down the attributes that you need most in your life. In this season, whatever it is that you're up against, whatever risk you're taking, whatever big project you have, whatever mountain you're climbing, what are the attributes you need around you to bolster you, to raise you up the most? Is it motivation? Is it, you know, mentorship? Kind of what are those, those attributes um, that you want most in your life? And then take a look at the traits of the people that you're associating with. And do these match what you currently need? Um, and so just take some time to investigate these lists. And now I'm not advocating at all that you should cut people out of your life, um, you know, stop seeing your family. But I do think that if you are the sum total of the five or 10 people that you're spending the most time with, you need to set boundaries and you need to be very careful about who you allow in that circle. Um, because if they're a bunch of dream killers and energy suckers, um, they're not allowing you to be all that you can be. And so I would just, I would just suggest you limit, you limit the amount of time, you limit the amount of influence, you limit the amount of questions or advice you seek from these people um, and, and just create some boundaries. And then, um, then sort of think, draw an arc in the corner of, of that piece of paper. And that's sort of your bubble. That's your sphere of influence, that little bubble in the corner. That's you in this corner. And I want you to write five or 10 people who you really look up to, you really admire, you need more of what they're giving, right? You need more of their energy, you need more of their motivation. They're out there in the world doing the things that you want to be doing. Um, and 
So those, those people that are living the life you desire, right? Try to spend time with those people. And, and it, and it's amazing what will happen um, when you start, you know, intentionally deciding who it is that matters the most and who you want to get your advice from and your mentorship from. And, you know, this is the lesson here is to actively construct your, your social environment, right? Don't just let proximity or chance um, or how it's always been um, decide who you're going to be and what your, what your tomorrow looks like, um, you know, but consciously plan which opinions, attitudes, and philosophies that you want to allow um, in your life. And uh, so, so then a great option for building this community um, for me that it has been vastly important um, has been joining mastermind groups, um, a few of the best business decisions, excuse me, that I've ever had is getting involved in the right communities. So I would say that I started by joining some industry associations, um, ILEA, International Live Events Association, NACE, National Association of Catering and Events, um, and sort of really getting involved, not just becoming a member and expecting something out of it, but putting myself out there, joining committees, volunteering, having people get to, to know me and me get to know them, um, sitting on, on, you know, leadership positions and things like that. Um, another thing that I became um, a member of a CEO group that was like six to eight small business owners within the event community in Denver. Um, and we met monthly um, and just met for lunch and agreed to be each other's sounding boards and gain support and, and help on the issues we were facing. And um, it that I've been a member of that group for, for probably 15, 20 years. Um, I should go back and, and see, but um, that has been incredibly important. Uh, joining Women Presidents Organization about eight years ago, 10 years ago, somewhere like that, um, has been unbelievably important. It, here I am sitting with these 20 or so other women who own businesses, who are mothers and wives and and daughters of aging parents and and we're able to support each other in all facets of our lives right and and just have experience shares from each other um and eo entrepreneurs organization i'm a part of that organization only for the last couple of years um so that's new for me but the same thing here i'm sitting in a room with people who have all agreed that everything that that is shared in this room stays in this room and um so I'm a, a huge advocate for these, these going out and finding if it's business owner organizations, if it's um, women, you know, in the C-suite, if it's whatever, whatever it is. Um, and then I will share with you also that there's a whole bunch of us that have, you know, sort of gotten beyond the working so hard and being extremely busy in our lives. Um, 
and are changing sort of our strength. That's a book I love, Strength to Strength by Brooks, last name. I can't remember his first. Um, but anyway, um, that, that as you age, right, your, your, your strengths need to change from the doing and the working and the innovating and the, and, you know, the grind, so to speak, right, where we're climbing the ladder to the sort of the mentorship. And, and what does that look like for, for you? And I can see it in myself. I can no longer do what I was able to do, you know, when I started my business and in the first 20 or so years of my business. But um, what I would love to, to do now is to pass it on. So, so if you're just starting out, there's mentors out there. I promise you there's people who have so much experience to share and, um, and really want to know that all the things we did and all the, the, the work that we had have done for so long and strived for and all the mistakes we made and the hard we went through is not in vain, right? It's not for nothing that maybe I can pass this on and it can help somebody else. And so um, I just invite you to really go out and spend some time um, choosing your circle um, and being very careful of those dream killers in your life. Um, and, and then also in chapter three, I share the other tool that I share is the business resources. Um, and so this, um, this tool is really about EOS, um, in which I'm a professional EOS implementer, entrepreneurial operating system. And it's about, because this chapter talks about a lot of my business mistakes, as well as what people around me were saying, right? And what I was saying to myself and the fear and doubt and uncertainty that I was dealing with at that point in my life. Um, it, it also shares a lot of those business issues and gives some, um, some very concrete strategies in this tool about books to read, um, things to do. It's, you know, it's uh, Gina Wickman, the book Traction, um, Chuck Blakeman and his books, um, Patrick Lencioni and his library of books. Those are all authors that can be extremely important. Um, but it's also, you know, sort of looking at you understanding yourself in terms of fixing any issues in your business or in terms of your personal growth. So um, I share in this chapter, disc assess assessments, um, Colby profiles, the Enneagram, all those other things that I think help you to understand you. And when you understand you, right, and spend some time, like, what are my values? What are my strengths? What do I prioritize? What's my communication style? All those things that can help you design this circle of influence, right? Because who are the people that you need? Because where are your shortcomings? I'm a disc S. Um, and so um, I know that I need some D, I, and C in my life um, to give me some different perspectives that have different priorities in their, in their lives. I know that um, strength finders, you know, two of my top strengths are relating and learning. 
And so I know that I can get kind of bogged down in, in the learning and taking classes and not the doing so much. And so I need some people to sort of light a fire under me. Um, so really that understanding, um, you know, who you are and what you offer um, and what, you know, weaknesses you need to shore up can help you, um, you know, seek out that circle of influence as well. So that is what I have to share for you with you today. Um, I hope you find this helpful. Um, if you haven't listened to all the episodes, I invite you to go back. I share sort of the um, idea of the book, Your Life is Not a To-Do List. I share my life story, which has been a roller coaster of um, amazing highs and, and deep, deep lows. And um, so that will give you some perspective on who I am <laughs> and why I, why it is that I am, am here sharing my experience with, with you. So I hope you have a fantastic week and um, be good to yourself, be kind to yourself and remember how you talk to yourself and allow others to talk to you is, is um, extremely important and go out and find some people that will lift you and build you and, and strengthen and help you. Take good care. Thanks for listening. Oh,